Evan! How are we doing, Ben? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? That was good. That set the stage. You know, we got some melodrama here. It's it's good. I, oh, man. I'm ready. We, I'm trying to, Evan, given that it's it's our it's our first, we would call this the first podcast of the 22-23 season, right? Absolutely, yeah. This is, is where it all fair? starts. Yeah. You <laughs> there know, we're there not are some run... people... Wait, what'd you say? We're not going to record another one for, you know, three more months, but but yeah, this is the first one, for sure. Yeah, like, I'm trying to set the tone this year. I want us to be a little less one-dimensional on, on Hype Train. I'm trying to get us to expand our horizons and, and dabble into some other, uh, uh, you know, the arts, you know, pop culture, and I oh, think, okay. and I think this is, you know, I'm trying to, you know... We could have just played the same old music. It would have been fine. But, you know, why not switch it up? So what you're saying is that this is a Ringer podcast now, and we're just going to, like, mix in pop culture whenever we see fit? I I think that's what the people want. Apparently. I mean, we, can do some, we can do some market research. That's but... what Spotify wants, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, should, should I explain why why I played that, or do we not care? No, we don't we care. Just... We're good. Okay. Uh... Okay, that's fine. Shout so, out if you have if you haven't listened to Wind of Change podcast, it'll it'll blow your mind. Evan yeah, so, has not listened to it. I'm, I'm well, you, you told me about it like three days ago, Ben. Give me give me a break here. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're we're here to talk about the NFL draft and some of the NFL offseason moves that we've seen so far, which is why Wind of Change was a good intro, Ben. There's been some change around the league, Ooh, uh, etc. Look at you, Evan. Yeah, so this is professional podcasting right here, folks. Um, Ben, I, we, we were talking before we went on air here. I think this was like the lamest draft of my lifetime. Uh, like I had no storylines to get engaged in. It was like all wide receivers and no QBs that are interesting. Like no running backs that you'd like really care about or know of. Like, man, it was a rough draft. I, I just couldn't get excited about this one. And I'm not that excited about it right now. Yeah. Um, to echo that, I think let's, let's see. Only one QB taken in the first two rounds of NFL draft for just the third time in the last 30 years. Yeah, pretty wild. And, like, um, it wasn't like it went. It was 1-1 either, right? Kenny Pickett was the first QB off the board with the 20th pick. So there were just no high-level QBs, which is what we're all here for. You know, we want to see the QB carousel go around, but not Right. And, and, and Pickett, I mean, we'll get more into this, but Pickett went 20. The next quarterback... Uh, Desmond Ritter at 74. Yeah, right. <laughs> 54, 54 picks without a without a quarterback from from the first to the second quarterback. Yeah, it just kind of tells you wasn't super exciting. Um, I I watched the first round um, on Thursday night, which uh, compared to my usual uh, degeneracy when it comes to the NFL draft, pretty good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was exciting. Not not too much crazy happened. Um, Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, fell out of the first round, which surprised a lot of people. Way turns out, the first uh, round. turns yeah. out, fell out of the second round too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but besides that, the first round, from a from a from a just surprises perspective, um, nothing really crazy. I think Kenny Pickett, uh, quarterback from from Pittsburgh, uh, fake slide Kenny Pickett. Yes. Uh, Go, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a pretty. It was a pretty. That was probably the highlight of the night. Seeing uh, yeah. Pickett, Pickett was pretty emotional, and uh, I like it when guys don't go to the draft, especially if you're Pickett. Like, you're the top quarterback prospect, and you don't go to the draft to like that, sit in the green room. You just spend it in 
you know, wherever your hometown is with your family. That's I'm a flex, always, I for respect. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also got a, I got a shout out to Steelers for, you know, for the second time in recent history, taking uh, a pit player. Uh, they also drafted James Conner a couple years ago. It, I love that Ooh. pipeline, especially because, like, Pitt uh, University of Pittsburgh also plays at Heinz Field. So, like, they, they share facilities, essentially. It's, like, all, like, connected. So um, it's going to be an easy move for Kenny Pickett. And I guess he might be the starter from day one. I guess we'll see. Um yeah, that's it. That's a good point. I actually didn't know that until the draft, like when that pick got made. The 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 commentators or whoever were, the panel they were making a joke about how he just had to like switch locker rooms. Yeah, or whatever. Much. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't realize that they. Sh- I didn't realize that Pitt played at Heinz Field. Right. Yeah. So uh. I think. So I think the only two quarterbacks that got drafted who who have like a real shot at fantasy relevance at any time this year are Kenny Pickett to the Steelers and Desmond Ritter who went to the Falcons. If only because those are the two with like a realistic shot at starting for a good chunk of the year. Um, yeah. Otherwise a bunch of like developmental guys or guys who are behind, you know, more highly rated QBs. So, I mean, I think Pickett could eventually start um, in front of, oh, who's their guy? Their backup. Cause, uh, Say that again? As we all know, Ben Roethlisberger retired. Uh, who, who's, Mason uh, Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, there you go. Oh man, okay. it's off-season mode here, Ben. Um, but I think I think that could be a situation where Rudolph starts for the first few weeks and is sort of bad, and then Pickett comes in later in the year. Um, and Desmond Ritter with the Falcons is currently behind Marcus Mariota, who you know is like a reasonable quarterback um, and might last a little longer as the starter there. But we'll see. You think you think uh, you think Mariota will last longer than? Well, yeah. I think Mariota is definitely better than Mason Rudolph, although like and the, the, yeah, and they spent a higher pick on yeah, yeah. right. And so, I think Ritter's yeah, a bit more true. of a developmental prospect. Uh, the one thing complicating that is that the Falcons are not going to be good regardless of who the QB is. So maybe they just cut bait and like give Ritter a chance at some point in the season. Whereas I expect the Steelers to be in the playoff chase like they always are, even with bad quarterbacking. Like the defense is good enough, and you know Big Ben has not been very good anyways the last few years. So that one yeah. might might take a little longer for that reason, but yeah, it's it's not yeah. a super fantasy relevant quarterback class here either. Yeah. Speaking of not to backtrack, but I just realized Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, speaking of like the Pittsburgh Steelers like pipeline geographically, mm-hmm. Roethlisberger went to Miami of Ohio, which yep is pretty close to Pittsburgh. Yeah, kind of funny. They they know they know their style, you know. It's picking yeah. the Western boys, the uh, the the Rust Belt boys. I guess. So Evan, as an Atlanta resident, um, what are you have a finger on the pulse, boots on the ground there? What's what are the thoughts there on the Desmond Ritter pick? Are the, are the people at the office the, you know the water the water cooler conversations? What what's the what's the tone on on Ritter right now? It's funny. So basically, none of my coworkers are actually from Atlanta, which means that like nobody is Falcons fans. So I haven't heard like a ton of the scuttlebutt here. Although I did meet someone uh, the other day, I, it was one of, like a friend of a friend at like a party this weekend, and she was saying like her husband went to the draft, uh, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> this guy must just be like a total degenerate. Um, so like her husband is like at the draft in Vegas wearing like a Falcons jersey. She like showed me pictures. It was pretty hilarious. Um, and, like, it, apparently. Uh, he was the only guy wearing a Falcons jersey, like, in the crowd that was, like, you know, findable by the cameras. 
So for every pick the Falcons would make, like the ESPN cameras would like turn to this guy. Um, so they could like see his reactions super obviously and apparently when that's the case like a producer will come up to your group and be like hey you know you know you're going to be on tv like react in such a way that you would want to be a representative and like they drafted some defensive guy i think in like the second round that was not like not a popular pick and he like apparently was like straining to like not you know be super angry and was like forcing a smile like gotta support the guys so i think i think that's the level that falcons fans are at right now you know they're they're gritting their teeth. They're, they're grinding through this low period. It was, you know, not a great offseason for the Falcons fans. We'll touch on some of the moves later on uh, beyond the draft. But, yeah, it's, it's not happy times here in Atlanta. It's funny that you mentioned the, the friend of a friend's husband going to the draft because Andrew and I, on Thursday night, uh, I kept telling Andrew that it's on my bucket list to go to the NFL draft and Andrew has never been more disappointed in in me just for the the, the sheer degeneracy yeah this seems of, like one of, of those wanted, things that would not be very much fun I'll be honest it's a ton of wait time like sitting around like guys you don't care about teams you don't care about making picks and then like when something does happen it like it happens and then it's over you know like like they say a name and then the guy comes up and then that's it right I I've never really understood the appeal of going to the draft. Now that it's in Vegas, there is more of an appeal, for sure. Uh, but yeah. I think it's it's alternating locations now, I think, so. Uh, I can understand yeah, my that. Question is, my question is, who are these fans? If the, fir- the first round is on uh, Thursday night. Who are these fans showing up when their team does not have a first-round pick? you got to respect that, yeah. I guess I, you're making a whole weekend out of it, you know? It's like, well, we yeah. might as well just go for that. Um. I guess the the biggest thing I was I, I, I sent this message to the group me nobody replied which was fair uh, but I did not realize that Sauce Gardner uh, corner from Cincinnati did not realize he was this that like a top five worthy yeah. guy I was really I was really hoping the Vikings would would scoop him up at wherever the Vikings were gonna pick uh, but turns out Sauce Gardner uh, might be fantasy relevant. In the, in, in the sense of, uh, you know, when your wide receiver is going up against the Jets. Shut, gonna shut get down the, corner. Going to get the Sauce Gardner treatment. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys, like, we only know his name because of his name. Um, yeah. But yeah, then it turns out that he's good, which is always fun when, like, the meme matches reality, you know? So I'm, I'm happy for him. Go Jets. He um, did not, I learned this from the broadcast, he did not allow a uh, touchdown pass yeah. in his career at Cincinnati. Pretty wild. Pretty and, wild. And last season, he only allowed, like, 12 catches for, like, 30-something yards. Love it. So, Sauce Pretty, Gardner. Sauce Shout Gardner. Um, but I think the big, Great theme, the big theme of the draft, Ben, uh, was wide receivers. Uh, there were Absolutely. six of them taken in the first round. He buried round. the lead. Yeah, six of them taken in the first. So, it's a lot of a lot of guys who are going to be relevant this year in fantasy that are wide receivers. Um, and I think just the offseason as a whole, the wide receiver market has been the big story. Um, <laughs> it all started then with Christian Kirk going to the Jaguars for $20 million <laughs> per year. I think, I, I think I've definitely seen you know, the, the meme where like, the guy is tipping over the dominoes that get really big, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, Christian Kirk signing for $20 million and then Devontae Adams like, getting traded to the Raiders, you know, like at, at the two ends of the spectrum there. So 
Shout out to our guy, our guy Christian Kirk. You know, always a wide receiver three in fantasy, and now he's on the Jaguars. Uh, Setting the market. The, yeah. the Jaguars. The the, the Jaguars. Uh, and like going with the domino meme, it could be because the Jaguars and the the Titans are in the same division, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like the Jaguars signed to Christian Kirk for twenty mil a year, and then that's the small domino, and then the big domino is. The Titans trading AJ Brown. Right of AJ Brown, yeah. Because <laughs> uh... he's on because he's in a contract year next year, and they're they're you know they're trying to get value for him. Maybe this was know, a cause... forty chess move by the Jags. They're like, well, if we spend this money, then the Titans are going to downgrade a wide receiver. So we got to do. Yeah, that. I, I think it, was, it may have been a forty chess move from the, from yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I don't have like a ton of opinions on these rookie wide receivers because. Like I don't watch these guys play in college. Like who knows? Uh, except the for only the thing I, guys, I guess. But the only things I know, I learned from the draft. Uh, just starting at the top, number eight overall, first wide receiver off the board, Drake London from USC, uh, played on the on the USC basketball team. Oh, I, yeah, was, I saw that. Yeah, it, I was I was pretty uh, I was pretty I was pretty surprised uh, by that. That at, at a school, you see this uh, you see this sometimes at at smaller schools. Uh, guys do both sports, but yeah. not 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 typically at a school like uh, like USC. Yeah. For so, the record, he was not like an important part of this team by any means. I saw that he did not score a point in his college basketball career, so he was like very briefly a member of the team before you know focusing on football, which was a good decision. Uh, but yeah, it was weird to see him like in the jersey. It's like wow, this guy you know played basketball at least for a little bit. So, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I think the Falcons are, you know, it's a good fantasy landing spot for a rookie wide receiver, uh, given the situation there with Calvin Ridley, uh, who was suspended since the last time we talked for... The, oh, it's uh, true. Should we, should we mention that real quick? Yeah, for the entire season, for, uh, for gambling on Falcons games last year when he was out uh, for mental health reasons, uh, which I guess may or may not have been connected to gambling addiction. I have no idea. <laughs> But uh, did you see of this Ridley thing? Have you been seeing the stuff going around on Twitter of these of these videos of Calvin Ridley like catching balls and like kind of running backwards? No, you haven't seen these videos. I, I guess I'm okay, not as well, deep into to film Twitter as you are. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, <laughs> I think I think the algorithm knows that I'm uh, anytime a sports conspiracy theory uh, pops up, like they just they just feed it to me. No. Uh, but but look up there are these there are these um. Uh, montages of like five or six clips of Calvin Ridley. He'll like catch a, a like a crossing route, and then he will like run backwards, sort of, <laughs> and get and, and get and get tackled, uh-huh. and or, or like or like he'll be he'll like catch a pass. He'll like break through the 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 safeties or whatever, and instead of running in like a straight line towards the end zone, he'll kind of like for no discernible reason like start running at an angle. And then like get tackled. I and love that. It just like B- bending just, the under it, on your own yardage, like that would be a move, you know. It, it just it just seems like at first I was like, oh, should we really be like suspending Ridley? Like my first reaction was like, oh, like all these guys are domestic abusers or whatever, and like don't get suspended. And then Ridley like gambles and gets suspended the whole year. Like this is dumb. Like, and I still think that it's a it's a it's a it's a weird uh, juxtaposition of those things. But after seeing these videos of Calvin Ridley just like run backwards, uh, <laughs> I think he deserved. I think I think I think the guy was. I think the guy was. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, whatever point shaving or whatever the equivalent is in this situation. Yeah, you just like I mean, so as someone who you know receives yearly workplace training on why we shouldn't gamble on sports, uh, I feel like I have I have like a different window onto this, and it's like I don't understand how he could be this stupid. Like it is stated several times per year that it is not allowed in any fashion to gamble on the sport that you are involved in. Like it is posted in every locker room. Like it is. Just like a total, like you don't think about it, you don't say anything about it, you don't talk about it. Like it's just you don't bring it up. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that you know he kept on saying afterwards, like oh it was only fifteen hundred dollars, and like it's like that makes it worse almost. Like it, you know if it was like two million dollars, and I'm like wow Calvin really is in some deep shit for some reason, <laughs> like mentally or financially that you know maybe there was something else going on there. When it's fifteen hundred bucks, it's like dude this is pocket change for you. Like I have no idea why you're risking your career over this. Uh, yeah, like like Joe Joe spends fifteen hundred dollars on gambling. Right, it's not it's not like that summer. much. Uh, yeah, so I just really don't understand uh, the rationale there. But good for Drake London's fantasy stock. Uh, somebody's going to have to pass to somebody in Atlanta. It's it's going to be Kyle Pitts, and now it's going to be uh, Drake London. Because Julio Jones is uh, free agent still. I believe he is. I, yeah, I, I think I, I would think. imagine he will not be coming back to Atlanta, but you never know. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I mean. When we're talking about Desmond Ritter or Mar- Marcus Mariota, whoever has a better connection with the Drake Londons and the and the uh, Kyle Pitts of the world, you know, might it, it could, could be an interesting thing to to to, to watch. Yeah. Um, one last quarterback question, Evan. I know mm-hmm. we kind of have moved on from quarterbacks, but just one last thing. Malik Willis got drafted by Tennessee, third round. Do we think there's any chance he starts over Tannehill like halfway through the year? I think it's it's like vaguely possible, but they've spent a decent amount of money on Tannehill, um, and and he's really not bad, right? He's like roughly a league average quarterback, maybe a little lower, and I just I just yeah. can't see it. I mean, he like because Ryan Tannehill satisfies what they want in their offense. They need him to manage the game and like not screw up. And Malik Willis, everyone acknowledges, is kind of a prospect, right? Like he you know played at Liberty, so it's a lower level uh, yeah. of competition and. You know, he's, he's got some work to do. He's super athletic uh, and quarterback of the future for sure, but I, I don't think they envision him starting this year in Tennessee. Okay, that's fair. Who Who's the other... They have two wide receivers there, right? A.J. Brown and who's the other one? Um, well, so they signed or, uh, They signed Robert Woods. Uh, they signed Robert Woods, that's who it right. was. Right, yeah, yeah, so they no longer have A.J. Brown. They traded him away on draft day, uh, but they did sign Robert Woods earlier in the offseason. So I guess while we're talking about the Titans, we that's might a, as well. That's a good segue. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about we'll talk about that. Yeah. So they signed uh, further further down in the first round, the the Tennessee Titans picked Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Which uh, Evan, were you watching the draft? I was not. It was funny because because Traylon Burks, their player comp for Traylon Burks was AJ Brown. Yeah, that's what I keep uh, on hearing. Is that it, like he's an AJ Brown clone? Yeah. Yeah, which was kind of kind of funny. Yeah, both just like huge dudes uh, who are good at catching footballs. So it seems seems like a solid fit. Um, I think this kind of speaks to how like different teams are looking at wide receiver value right now too in the NFL because like. You see the Titans do this where they're thinking, okay, like A.J. Brown is about to get much more expensive once he finishes his rookie deal in a year or two. So we, if we can trade him, you know, get some picks for it, and then use our first-round pick here on a guy that we hope is as good as Traylon Burks, or as A.J. Brown is in Traylon Burks, then you know, we, we'll make that, swip, make that trade and spend the money elsewhere. Yeah. Right? 
Whereas then you have other teams who are very aggressively adding wide receivers. Uh, you know, the Eagles, the other side of this trade, said to themselves, like, okay, we don't need to save money here. We need to get a top-level receiver that we know is going to be top-level. So it's interesting to see kind of that mismatch because there were, like, a bunch of, like, big wide receiver moves and trades in this offseason. Um, just a lot of movement at that position. Yeah, I bet this is interesting for you, Evan, from a, from a like, data analytics perspective because – it seems like what like what you're saying, and they talked about this a little bit on the, in the draft coverage. But there are there are two just like glaring different philosophies when it comes to how to approach valuing wide receivers. Like some teams are like are like are like the Titans where they're like, no, let's get let's get a a first round pick for AJ Brown, so we don't have to pay AJ Brown, and then we can you know get a younger guy who's cheaper, and like if he's eighty percent of what AJ Brown is, then like hey, that's good. But then you have other teams like. The the Raiders trading for Devontae Adams or and giving him a big payday, or the Dolphins trading for Tyreek Hill giving him a big payday, yeah. or the, um, the Cardinals well, trading for Hollywood Brown, I think was maybe the most uh, overpaid of the deals for wide receivers. But the Cardinals giving up a first round pick for Hollywood Brown was a big one too. So. Yeah, that was number. I believe it was twenty three. Um, yeah, twenty three. Yeah, yep, twenty three. It's just, it's just, it's interesting to see, like somebody has to be wrong. Like uh-huh. either, like either it is worth it to pay these veteran wide receivers a ton of money, or because you you have, you have six wide receivers going in the first round. Like clearly, this is you know, these things are not independent of each other. Like like Adams getting a big huge contract after getting traded and. And, and Tyreek Hill getting a big contract because the, the Chiefs, they just got that the Tyreek Hill. They, like, the Chiefs wanted to pay Tyreek Hill, but it just it got too expensive. Right. And there, there's – it's just – it's very interesting to see this response from NFL GMs. Uh, six wide receivers going in the first round after these wide receivers getting paid a ton in free agency – uh, it's 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 just it's it's interesting. I'm not smart enough to know who's right and who's wrong, but yeah, somebody guess, is wrong. I guess we'll find somebody out. is wrong. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I saw like the the easiest comp to what the Titans did this year with that wide receiver swap was what the Vikings did in it was 2019, I believe, uh, when they traded away Stephon Diggs and then drafted Justin Jefferson. And that deal worked like that swap worked out for both teams extremely well, right? Like Stephon Diggs was awesome in Buffalo, and Justin Jefferson has been awesome in Minnesota. So maybe it will work out for everyone, and there are just a zillion wide receivers who are good now, uh, in which case people should stop paying them so much. But, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely been a wild offseason for the wide receivers. And yeah. I feel like wide receiver is one of the toughest positions to get a grasp on fantasy-wise when guys change teams because, like, the situation matters so much for wide receivers, right? Like, your quarterback yeah. matters a ton. Like, how well you gel with them, like, how well the offense is functioning as a whole and how, how you're being used in the red zone. Um, like, it's a lot harder to predict than when, like, running backs change teams or when QBs change teams and kind of, like, bring their production with them. So it's going to make for a really interesting draft this year, a uh, fantasy draft for us. So yeah, for it. I think now that I'm really thinking about it, one of the kind of dynamics that's at play that kind of creates this, like, not like market inefficiency isn't the right word, but just like some teams wanting to not pay wide receivers and other teams wanting to pay wide receivers. I think I think a lot of it could be attributed to where those teams are at in their quarterback situations. Yeah. Because um, like two similar, so like the Eagles, um, 
the Eagles wanted AJ Brown, mm-hmm. right? And the, the 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 Dolphins wanted Tyree Kill, and the uh, and the Cardinals wanted Hollywood Brown, right? Quarterbacks on rookie else, deals, yeah. Well, so well, what what I was gonna say, I guess I was gonna take it a different way. So you make the good point that like quarterbacks on rookie deals, you know, you can afford to pay a wide receiver more, and like yeah. kind of if you want to, you want to, you want to go after like the Chiefs model, which is like go for the Super Bowl while your quarterback is on their rookie deal, right, and is good. But I think it's more like, do the Eagles want to pay Jalen Hurts a ton of money when his contract is up? Do the Dolphins want to pay Tua a bunch of money when his contract is up you could make the it's kind of like what the what the i think it's kind of reminds me of what the what the uh the cowboys did with trading for amari cooper right which is like which is like it you're you're giving up a lot for amari cooper you're giving up a lot for tyreek hill you're giving up a lot for for uh aj brown but if by trading for cooper tyreek hill aj brown if by doing so you are able to glean insights on whether you should give a ton of money to Dak Prescott to uh, Jalen Hurts, then it might be worth it for you to pull the trigger, and it might save you money long term if you figure out like, hey, like this quarterback is not up to snuff because we gave him a stud number one, and right. he wasn't he wasn't good enough. Yeah, that's a good point. I think especially the Eagles now have a ton of receiving weapons like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and um, Dallas Goddard as well. So I think the Eagles, like, you know, it's, it's not over shut-up time for Jalen Hurts. Like, year three, um, you'd like to see a little more than he showed last year. Um, so that's going to be really interesting, the Eagles especially. I think Tyreek to the Dolphins is going to be wild too. Like, I, I'm excited to see how that works uh, just because, like, Tua's strength has not been throwing the ball far downfield. You know, like, you could, like, hardly pick a worse quarterback to pair Tyreek Hill with. On the other hand, like, you know, Tyreek Hill can also be super effective from the slot. Like, just running around five yards from the line of scrimmage and then running past guys. Like, crossing routes. Yeah, like, I'll be interested to see if that works out. It's going to be a bummer if Tyreek doesn't have a great year just because he's not in that, you know, super-powered offense that he's been in his entire career. But... I think I think it does make him one of the most interesting guys in the fantasy draft this year, just because like That's a good point. the talent to be the top wide receiver is absolutely there, and it's not like they're you know they have the Dolphins have some other decent wide receivers, but it's not like anyone's going to challenge him for a ton of you know he's going to get 120 targets or whatever. So I could see a first round pick on Tyreek. I could also see him falling a little ways just because of the quarterback situation. So. Yeah, can I just say I am glad that I do not have to worry picking top of the, the you know number one overall and then you know last pick of the second. I do yeah. not need to worry about Tyreek Hill, right, and yeah. I am so I am so glad that I am not like if I had the you know who won the draft this year? Shout out! It was Tom, right? Uh, already forgot. H- Henry won the league. Yeah. Oh yeah, Henry won. Shout out Henry. Already forgot. Tom was the uh, yeah. Uh, we, we're, we, I've already moved on to next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, this year, uh, I'm so like if like Henry picking up the turn, if Tyreek is available, right? That's gonna be a tough. Yeah, that's I'm, gonna be a tough decision. I'm sitting there with the 12th pick. I could you know easily hit it too. Yeah, so it's he's gonna be in that range, which I think are always one, some of the more interesting guys in the draft who are there right around the turn have like some kind of high variance options there. So that'll be interesting for yeah. sure. 
so we, we, we've been stuck on – oh, sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, go ahead. I just said we're, we've kind of been stuck on wide receivers for a while, but that's kind of like 90% of the content. Exactly, uh, yeah. Like this offseason. There are a couple of quarterback moves that I want to discuss, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of wide receivers. Uh, I, I was just going to say, should we talk about Adams while we're at it? Yeah, yeah. Pour, I think pour, one, out for, pour one out for Joe. Yeah. It is that was that was a pretty shocking move when it happened. Should, we, should you tell the story about being in Nashville? <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about this. What happened? Well, remember, remember we were in Nashville and like wasn't that when we we, we found out about happened? the trade? I think that, wasn't that when the trade happened? I mean, you might be right. Um, actually, this might have been this might have been on Thursday, and it, what I wasn't there yet. I'm trying to remember. Um, sure. Yeah. At any rate, a bunch of us were were with Joe that weekend. Um, which was a great weekend for Joe watching sports as uh, Wisconsin also lost in the tournament that Sunday as well, so it was it was going well. I'm just but. trying to I'm just trying to figure this out. Uh, Evan, fill some fill some airtime. I'm trying to figure out when this Adams trade happened. Yeah, so, uh, so Devonta Adams traded to the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr gets a gets a big wide receiver target. I think one of the Raiders' big issues last year was not really having like an excellent wide receiver. Uh, this will slow down the Hunter Renfro hype train. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> um, but it's a bad thing when Hunter Renfro is your most reliable wide receiver and now they have the best red zone receiver in the league um, and yeah I'll just be interested to see where he goes I mean it's not going to be as good of an offense as the Packers had but it you know it's going to be good um, I think they've got they've got a lot of good pieces there and, and Adams will have a ton of the run in the red zone so I'm sure he's going to go first round but it'll probably be more towards the back end than it typically would be if he were still on the Packers I mean, he's got he's got big shoes to fill. The Henry Ruggs, you know. It's... <laughs> yeah. Pour one out. Um, um, I, I I looked it up. It was Friday. It was Friday, March eighteenth. Okay. That, so we were in Nash, but uh, that, yeah. So it was it was on the Friday. Yeah. That the news broke. Nice, nice. Yeah. So pour one out for Joe. Um, the Packers are in a real weird spot offensively. I I don't quite understand some of their moves. They did draft a wide receiver as well. Yeah, can we trip the Vikings while we're while we're segueing into different while we're meandering into different wide receiver topics? Can we trip the Vikings for the new GM of the Vikings? Just like the Packers didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round, and the Vikings have the thirty fourth pick, second pick of the second round. Packers call them up and say, "Hey, we want this pick. What do you want for it?" Like the Vikings, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're just like you're just like giving like. Let someone else help your division rival get the wide receiver. That like you know they're taking a wide receiver. You're just like giving them. It was the fo- it was the most foolish thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that as well. Um, I I wonder I wonder if he realized that Green Bay was in the division. You know he he hasn't uh, he hasn't been with the Vikings before, so it's you never know. Maybe he just forgot. like I'm okay. Like they traded with the like they traded with the Lions. In the in the first round, they traded back with the Lions. I'm like, that's fine. Like, it's the Lions. Who cares? Uh, like, I like you can make an exception for trading within the division to the Lions because it's like the Lions. Like, I pity yeah. the Lions. But what's the worst that was gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the like the Packers, like they're your big competition in the NFC North. Like, and you're just you're just giving them like when you're doing the math. Like, I know I know all these GMs like they use the like. The trade that the the pick the the pick value chart or whatever to like make these trades, but when you're doing the the cost benefit for these trades, you have to factor in that you are helping someone 
in your division that you're going to be playing twice a year. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Seems, it seems silly. It seems silly to me. So, with said 34th overall pick, the Packers uh, selected Christian Watson, who went to North Dakota State, Ben. So, shout out. Pretty stoked about that. But in general, the Packers' wide receiver room now is Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and Christian Watson, uh, which is not like a playoff-level wide receiver room, uh, which is weird because they have you know Aaron Rodgers, the, the MVP. So I, I'm a little confused by it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me to you know not try try to trade up and draft one of these really top-level guys. You know, I don't know what we're expecting out of Watson as a rookie, but you know, I assume it's not as much as some of these guys drafted before him. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and I, and I don't know how it affects Rogers' value. You know, he's Aaron Rodgers; he's going to figure it out. But I have no idea which of these guys he'll wind up trusting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at the rate. I'm still hung up on the Raiders. I'm trying. To, was Hunter Renfro was their leading receiver last year by like a country mile? Yeah, I mean, so they had Darren Waller too, but he had kind of a rough year as you. Waller had a bad year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Or, or not, excuse me. Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson was on the. I think briefly. Raiders? Yeah, he got hurt as he always does. Well, then he got traded from the Rams to the Raiders, I believe. Um, oh, Brian Edwards! There it is. Yes, Brian Edwards was the guy. He kind of I forget. I I knew I was forgetting about a guy on the Raiders. Yeah, he came on strong at the end, I think. But yeah, yeah not not going to be super relevant, I imagine, with Adams around. But yeah, sorry, we're talking about the Packers. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all I have to say about the Packers. Not not the greatest wide receiver situation. Yeah, that's not inspiring. Um, shout out Alan Lazard though. It's Alan Lazard time. That's true. I've been, he, he is I've listed been, first I, on the depth chart uh, that I'm looking at. So. <laughs> I, I, I where does Alan Lazard go in this draft in this fantasy draft, Evan? I I have no idea where any of these Packers guys are going to go. I'm only half joking. I'm not touching any of them with a ten foot pole, but like, you know, they they're all going to get drafted. I'm sure all four of those guys at the top of this depth chart are going to get drafted, and then three of them are going to suck probably, and one of them is going to be decent and usable every week. But who knows? Who knows? I promise you, if um, if if Alan Lazard is there, uh. When I'm picking my my six my like sixth seventh round, uh, what when does the draft become just a total crapshoot? Basically sixth, sixth round. round. Yeah, basically. Yeah, sixth. I if Alan Lazard is there at the six when I'm picking six seven back to back, I I am you can put it you can put it down right now. I will be picking Alan Lazard. Love it. That is um, that is not even I, I I have been I have been the, the Alan Lazard truther of this league for for several years now and. Uh, it's it's gonna happen. We didn't mention the the biggest loss for the Packers wide receiver room as well. Marquez Valdez Scantling is now a Kansas City Chief, uh, which is a real bummer for us MBS heads. Uh, the Chiefs also got Juju Smith Schuster, Ben, so they're really cornering the market sure. on guys with super long names uh, at wide receiver. So good for them. Uh, yeah, so, I mean someone's gonna. God, that's an interesting thing to think about. Like with all these wide receivers moving around, it totally changes like the value of like on the ancillary guys too. It's like yeah. where does Kel- where does Kelsey go now? Is oh, Kelsey Kelsey's a top- like Kelsey's the first round pick like, now? I think for well, sure. Well, but Kelsey um, was a first round pick before. Yeah. But does he go like does he go like six now? It, it's going to be extremely like, high. Yeah. Like um, and, and who and who is our main wide receiver in Kansas City now? Is it 
Is it? Uh, it's, it's Juju, I, I think. Is it um, Juju? Is it? Is it Marcus Valdez Scantling? Is it Demarcus Robinson? Is it that one guy? Is Miko still on the Chiefs? Miko is still on the Chiefs. Byron Pringle is still on the Chiefs. I it's believe. funny because I think I think Miko and MVS are like the exact same player. Yeah, it's an interesting mix. They I guess they still have Josh Gordon? Question mark. Um, <laughs> Okay, no more. That Bi- would be a plot twist. I take it back. No, no more Byron Pringle. Alas, his uh, time is coming gone. Uh, they acquired Ronald Jones at running back as well. So, yeah, I, I have yeah. no idea who's going to be relevant on the Chiefs. And it's like a lot of good offenses are going to be like this this year, where they're just totally mixed up the wide receivers. And like you know, it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey can't catch every ball. So I would imagine it's going to be Juju who has had a few disappointing years in a row, but, like, he has flashed that ability before. You know, he's been, like, a 1,200-yard receiver before. So I'd look yeah. to him first. Rather than Devontae Parker is on the Patriots now? <laughs> Love it. Did you know that? I did not. That was not on my list of, of ones to talk about. <laughs> Devontae Parker got traded to New England. Nice. I guess that uh, makes sense. He's a little extraneous after the Dolphins got Tyreek. So. Well, because I'm, I'm just trying to think of guys like, you know, who are affected, you know, because all these dominoes affect right. different guys, right? Like, as far as fantasy value. And so, like, yeah. Devontae Parker's stock takes a hit, but I guess maybe it it doesn't. I guess uh, maybe the one, is- the one like, big wide receiver move we haven't touched on at all was the Rams signing Allen Robinson in free agency. Um, I didn't even know that. Robinson was, like, pretty bad last year, but that entire offense in Chicago was pretty bad and it seemed like a situation where, you know, he wasn't being used as he probably should have been. And, you know, now he's jumping to uh, the defending champions. So that'll be interesting as well. I think there's a chance that, you know, he's going to go third round or something, and he could be, like, an extremely good value pick in that round. Are you just trying to Are you just trying to get someone to, to, to take to, to take Al Robinson early so they get screwed like you did? Exactly, yeah. No, I, I really think, like, you know, if you just, like, like erase last year from the stat sheet like you'd look at Allen Robinson and say like Allen Robinson is going to play on the Los Angeles Rams like that guy is going to be like wide receiver two or something like overall so I I don't think it's out of the question that he you know gets back up to where he used to be Um, but he could also kind of suck again like I have no idea like he's not the youngest guy and he's had you know some pretty serious injuries before so do you think do you think Allen Robinson will have better stats next year than uh let's not by stats i just mean like yardage and receiving touchdowns uh than robert woods so robert robert woods last year only played i guess he i guess robert woods got hurt but he played in nine games had 550 yards and four touchdowns uh do we think Allen robinson passes that let's just double it not yeah. double it because that's eight. That's eighteen. But let's just say roughly double. Uh, let's say Woods would have gotten a thousand yards and six eight touchdowns. I mean, that's like a pretty yeah. decent year, um, like a thousand yards. And if it winds up, you know, he's he's a better red zone option than Robert Woods is. So I could see more touchdowns. It is a question of whether Stafford will continue force feeding Cooper Cup to the extent that's that he did last year. I, I honestly don't think it's possible that Cup repeats his last season, just like no one has ever done that before. <laughs> so, yeah, but no more like but no more I guess I guess he didn't have Woods last year, so that kind of For half of the season. Like, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of gassed up. I can see Robinson Cup. I think Robinson will probably beat Woods by a small amount, which would make him a, a like a really good fantasy player um, if he's slightly better than Robert Woods was last year. So, so with so with assuming assuming Robinson plays the whole year, because 
I mean, I guess, is Robinson injury-prone or not really? Well, he tore his ACL before, and he missed some time last year, so I wouldn't say he's not injury-prone. Um, yeah. But. So, I mean, I just think, like, do we think that the Woods for Robinson swap, do we think that that helps Cup's fantasy value, or do we think it hurts it, or do we think it doesn't really matter? Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters a whole ton. I, I think on the margins, like, it probably means, like, a touchdown or two fewer than he had last year. I Like... I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, if I had, like, the third pick and Cooper Cup was there, I'm not going to not pick him because Alan Robinson is on the team now, you know? But. I, I'm mostly asking because I have the number one pick, and I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, considering it. I think, I think I would be foolish to not think about it. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and we're definitely still in that zone. Um, all right, Ben, do we want to talk about some of the quarterbacks who changed teams? Uh, let's just take a quick peek at these. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, quarterbacks who change teams. Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, quarterback. Uh, yeah, let me pull up my tab that has the uh, making sense of the QB carousel. Yeah. So I think I think All the right. biggest one, the one that we should start with, was the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. Um, that that's a fun trade. I I'm down for this content. Like, you know, for years, I think for like a couple of years now, we've heard that like, oh, the Broncos have such a talented offense. But, you know, no quarterback to lead them. And and a good defense. Yeah, and a good defense. So now they've got Russell Wilson. You know, he's a bit older. He wasn't at his best last season, uh, especially with the injury in the middle of the year. But, like, I think this could this could be, like, a, an extremely good offense if everything gels at once. And Russell Wilson could, you know, get back to his, like, top five quarterback potential if it all pans out there. What Are, are, yeah, we, I, are we in on Russ, Ben, or are we kind of, like, are we a little skeptical? How old is Russell Wilson? He's got to be like 33 or something, right? I think the days of him racking up a ton of rushing value are are largely gone. He he is 33 now, um, but you know he can still he can still do that as as needed, and he's going to score rushing touchdowns, I'm sure. Um, and of course, you know with the wide receiver weapons they've got, he's he's going to put up passing yardage as well. So, yeah, I I I have no idea what to think of I, I think I, I I guess this is what I will say I think it was a two firsts two seconds and a and, and a fifth for for Wilson and a fourth I think it's I think it's a good trade for the Broncos like, yeah I mean you're, you're, like you were saying he, when the rest of their roster is so ready to compete now like you're really wasting it if you don't have a top level quarterback and that's the only way you get one especially when the draft is this bad so, yeah, because yeah, I mean, the, yeah, exactly. The Broncos are looking at the draft. They're saying there's not a lot here. Um, I, I and I think this team is good. Like they got, <laughs> they they resigned Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yes, yeah, I texted uh, you about this last week. Very disgruntled. <laughs> uh, they got. I mean, but they got Gordon. They got Javante Williams. They got some wide receivers here. Um, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Uh, the 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 defense is good. I'm not gonna pretend that I know a lot about football, but I think the defense is still gonna be good. Yeah, it was good last year. So next year, uh, it was good last year. Um, I I think it's I am down for teams for teams taking uh, a swing on a proven quarterback. Like if Russell Wilson is good, then then this trade is worth it. Right. Yeah. Like if he gets them like. 
close to a division title in the AFC West, which, by the way, is going to be absurd this year. Um, like, that's totally worth it, right, if he makes them a, a relevant team again, which they haven't been for, like, a while. Since Manning retired, essentially, they haven't been a great team. So. And that's a and that's a really good point that this that the AFC the AFC West is is loaded. It's nuts, right? yeah. Like I think like, the like, I think the Raiders are the worst team in the division, and they're like pretty decent. Like they almost made the playoffs last year. Like you got <laughs> or they like, did you, they did you, make you, the playoffs. They have they had Drew like the Broncos had Drew Lock last year, and you got to keep up with twice a year. You got to keep up with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and. Uh, Derek Carr going to Devontae Adams, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess, and I guess to be fair, the Adams trade happened after mm. mm-hmm. the Russ trade. But like, you got like Carr's a good like you got to be able to keep up with these guys and be able to score points. And uh, I think it's the the Broncos haven't made the playoffs in a, a long time. It yeah. feels like it's been forever since the Broncos have made the playoffs. Uh, I I think I think this is a good move from the Broncos. Uh, I I. I I think Russ, 33 years old, but he doesn't rely on his. He has a good. He has a. He has good uh, accuracy, and he can, yeah, definitely. He. I think. I think if Wilson has three or four good years left, I think it's a good. I think it's a good trade. Yeah, pretty much in agreement. Uh, yeah, it's so the most. It's the most important position in sports, right? right. Like you're, you have a proven a guy who's a quarterback who's won a fucking Super Bowl. Like, you know, it's it's and he's a good leader, right? It's I, I yeah. think, like that's two first, two seconds and a and a fifth. Like that's worth it. Like I I make that trade. I think it's you you, you need a quarterback to compete. Yeah. Um, one of the other big quarterback moves. Uh, this one I think a lot more controversial. Uh, the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. Uh, and they also acquired Amari Cooper in a separate deal, uh, so they they got him. Another, oh another, yeah, we forgot to talk about that. another receiving weapon. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, I have I have no idea what to think about the Browns in general now that they have Deshaun Watson and, and Watson in particular uh, with you know the pending uh, legal action there. Um, I guess hopefully by draft day we'll have a better uh, feel for how much Watson is going to play this year, if if at all. Um, but He's I imagine, play, right? well, I imagine some kind of suspension is coming and I think it's going to be long. I don't know how long. I thought Baker, I thought Baker was gone though. They haven't is traded Baker, Baker yet is the other weird thing. They're trying to, uh, but they kind of got like musical chaired, like, like nobody else needed a quarterback desperately enough that they were willing to take Baker. So they still have Baker, um, which I'm sure will not be the case by the time we get to training camp. Um, but I guess maybe if, you know, if Deshaun Watson gets handed an eight game or, or even a full season suspension tomorrow, like, yeah, they'll keep Baker, right? Uh, right. But it's, it's just a weird situation and one that I wouldn't touch until Watson's situation is resolved. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun when we get to draft day. Say he has been suspended for eight games. Like somebody's going to draft Deshaun Watson and wait eight weeks, right? <laughs> like, if, yeah. you know, uh, slide him into the IR spot or whatever, and then just wait. Um, but when would you do? Yeah, that? I'm curious where I'm curious where Watson goes. Yeah, so I imagine we'll have more clarity there by draft day, but maybe not. I mean, sometimes those things drag on forever, so we'll see. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So we covered well. So we covered Watson, uh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz to the to the newly rebranded Ugh. 
Washington Commanders. I think uh, that's been that's been news since we uh, last I, I, recorded. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, I, but I forgot before we went on air. Like, we're a football team podcast, right? We're just sticking with football team. I Commanders is like the worst. I, I can't imagine. Like, I can't believe how bad that was. It, Commanders, like, it doesn't. Ugh, man, it's very it's very on brand for the NFL though, because the NFL's brand is like sterile. You know, yeah. it's like like Commanders was the most like because they're go- they're they're coming off of Redskins, right? <laughs> like th- they're gonna pick the most uncontroversial. Like the NFL is already a very sterile corporate product, mm. and like to begin with, and you're you're going off of this PR nightmare uh, of 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 Redskins, which it's like I I like I feel icky just saying. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 like, of course they're gonna pick just like yeah. I thought. I thought I, I thought it would be funny if instead of commanders, if they had picked the generals, yeah. uh, if they had been the Washington generals, I thought that would have been funny. But yeah, I mean, alas. like I think I think it's been well established on this podcast. Like I wasn't a huge fan of football team in the first place, but I think I still think it's better than commanders. Like at least it's got some character to it. You know, it, like people like it. Um, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's so I'm going to keep calling them the football team because it's so generic that it's still accurate to call them that. Um, so that's good. But yeah, Carson Wentz. Uh, uh, maybe I'll call them the Washington Generals. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's on the Dolphins now. Who does Carolina have at quarterback? Uh, they're we're back to Sam Darnold. It's great. It's definitely nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> they're st- they're rolling with Sam Darnold. They did draft Matt Corral. Um, yeah, and like I'm the well, why 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 did the Panthers draft exactly Willis Willis or Ritter? They must have just not liked either of those guys, it, it, which I think is fair enough. They probably liked Corral better than either of those guys, so they said this. Also, Malik Willis went to college in South Carolina. Yep, like, he, uh, he was right there. Virginia, right? Liberty or oh yeah, Liberty's in Virginia. Yeah. I always think that Liberty's in South Carolina. For it has a South Carolina Liberty. vibe, that's for sure. Um, I can't imagine that Carson Wentz is going to be super fantasy relevant this year. Um, you know, he wasn't last year on the Colts, and that was you know a better offense all around than the than Washington's. I I think yeah. uh, so. I can't imagine this is going to be hugely relevant. But you know, he will be throwing the ball to uh, Terry McLaurin as well as their first round pick, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. So yeah, there's some going to be some guys in that offense that are relevant. So. Yeah. Also, speaking of Washington quarterbacks, just because we're gonna forget about this by the time next January rolls around, but in, in memoriam, Dwayne Haskins. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn. Pour one out. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. sad. All anyway. right. Uh, the last uh, segue. Segue yeah, uh-huh, to uh-huh. Uh, Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins is alma mater. Okay, yeah. Uh, three consecutive first round wide receivers. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. 10, 11, 12. Jets picked Garrett Wilson. Saints picked Chris Olave? I think it's Olave, yeah. Lions traded up with the Vikings to pick uh, recently torn ACL Jamison Williams uh, out of Alabama, who used to play at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, that's that's pretty impressive, that, that run of Ohio State wide receivers there. Do we think any of these guys uh, fantasy relevant? Yeah, I think the one I've got my eye on is Chris Olave, uh, drafted by the Saints. Uh, the Saints are, you know, by far the most functional offense of that trio there. Um, yeah, that's fair. Olave was excellent at Ohio State, and especially with if Michael Thomas comes back and is anything approaching old Michael Thomas, then like that that's gonna be like a good one-two punch there. You know, the the Saints yeah. have been 
pretty thin at wide receiver for a few years now, so there's definitely going to be targets to go around. Uh, Jameis Winston is back as the starter there in New Orleans. You know, he's going to be whipping the ball. How do we feel about that? I think fantasy-wise, you know, we've seen that Winston in in the Saints portion of his career is a lot less interesting from a fantasy perspective. He's, you know, he's become game manager, Jameis Winston now. Um, but, you know, he's going to be a kind of, the kind of guy who will start three weeks out of the season for, like, three different teams. Um, just that guy who's always, like, the top waiver guy, you know. When once you need... once bye weeks come around, oh, yeah. Jameis Winston's going to be very appealing. He's going to be a popular man. Because you're going to see Jameis, and you're just going to be like, he could, he could score 25. I mean, I think there's a chance, like, it, if Michael Thomas is back and Olave is good, like, that could be a really good offense. You know, Alvin Kamara still yeah. there. Like, we've seen Winston do good things, <laughs> mixed in with a bunch yeah. of bad things. But uh, there's a chance. There's a chance. Of course, uh, Sean Payton is no longer the head coach there. But Really? Yes, he retired. Yeah. yeah. Who's uh, the new coach? They hired um, Dennis Allen, the coordinator. Uh, oh, defensive coordinator. Um, so yeah, part of me, so that was the last like wide receiver uh, draft thing I want. I know we, I know I'm kind of uh, boomeranging back and forth. Yeah, we're, things, we're circling around. We're getting everything. That's that was the last like wide receiver NFL draft thing I wanted to touch on. But you wanted to touch on a little bit more about the quarterback carousel. Yeah, so the, the one other move here, the one team with a new quarterback that we haven't discussed, uh, the Colts traded for Matt Ryan, uh, our Atlanta hero. Country boy. Uh, Pro up for Atlanta people, like losing Matt Ryan and Freddie Freeman in the span of like two weeks. Uh, that, was, that was a bummer for them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Matt Ryan headed to Indy. I'll be interested to see what he's got left in the tank. I mean, the Falcons have not been a great offense the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's Matt Ryan's fault. Like, I think it partially is, but I think he could still yeah. be a pretty good quarterback. Um, and I love the Colts thing of just like cycling through old, like old QBs on their second or third teams at this point. Uh, this will be like I think I saw it's the fifth straight year that they're going to start a different quarterback on opening day. Um, really? Yeah, it went like Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. Oh, I forgot about Rivers. Yeah, that, the, okay, the so Rivers that's year. A, that, that's a pattern, yeah. That's the, yeah. So that one's the direct yeah. comp to this. It's like quarterbacks who are definitely like two years away from retiring. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah, like like Rivers, Wentz, Ryan. Like, yeah, that's a right. very yeah, very right. clearly uh, a trend. So uh, yeah, it's interesting fun. that they're going that route rather than like trying to draft a QB. Um, but I think it kind of makes sense given that the rest of the roster is pretty decent. Um, like they've got some really good players. Um, it just hasn't quite worked out with the quarterbacks like they haven't gotten quite good enough quarterback play from from any of those guys but i think like matt ryan might be the best guy they've had in a few years at, at qb so i would be i would be cautiously optimistic about a bunch of the colts receiving weapons um so so who have we so russell wilson switch teams yeah uh so it was russell wilson carson wentz Sean matt Watson, ryan. ryan yeah who was the other one who am i, I missing uh, we did uh, Deshaun Watson as well. Oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. I think um, those are all the quarterback moves. Uh, all the yeah, those relevant the, ones. Yeah. It was. It was. I remember it was four. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. Like, you would think that the Colts would have been a prime candidate in the draft to pick like one of those dual, th- like Desmond Ritter right. or Malik Willis. Like, it seems pretty. Like Matt Ryan's 36. He right. He's not going to be their quarterback in three years, you know. Right. Like if you like, you can have Matt Ryan be the starter for you know this year and maybe part of twenty twenty three, and and by that time 
you know, Willis or or Ritter would theoretically be able to 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 take over. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the Colts didn't. Uh, yeah. Go 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 that route because they they had a. Let's see. Oh, they did not have a first. Okay, maybe that's part of it. They were just kind they of must have traded it. draft capital. Yeah. Well, I think. But they could have had. But they had a second rounder. They could have had. They could have had. Uh. Oh, what's his? Name? They could have had Ritter or Willis mm-hmm. in the in the in the second in the second round. They picked this out. They could have had either one in the third round. The pick right before Desmond Ritter went to uh, Atlanta. The Colts had the pick right before. They picked a tight end. Hmm. Uh, and then. And then they had a pick five picks later. They picked a, a an offensive tackle when they could have had uh, Malik Willis. I, I I'm kind of surprised that tight, a tight end guys like <laughs> I don't. I'm kind of surprised that, that is that is a position of need for them as well. Uh, they they're not deep at tight end right now, but yeah, yeah it just it, it just seems surprising. You're you're sitting at seventy three, the, the the like tenth pick of the third round. And Ritter and Willis are both sitting there, and you pick a tight end, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of surprising to me that the Colts did that. But but hey, what do I know? All right. Um, anyway, yeah, I've pretty much so, exhausted the guys that I want to talk about. Um, I don't know, do you have any any other ones? We've talked about the quarterback carousel. We've talked about the wide receivers and free agency and the trades. We've talked about the we've talked about Pickett, the quarterbacks in the in the college draft. We've talked about the wide receivers in the college draft. The only thing I see that we have left is uh, if we if there are any running backs. Right, we just haven't talked about running backs at all. <laughs> we haven't talked about running. Backs. So there's a couple of running backs because I mean, quite frankly, it's more likely that a rookie running back will be relevant fantasy-wise than yeah. uh, a rookie wide receiver. <laughs> but they're harder so to the, predict, I, usually. Like, the, sometimes they're just, like, sixth-rounders, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it looks like there were there were uh, three running backs that went in the second. Yeah, none there of the first. Were, yeah. There were, yeah, none of the first, which is classic. There were three that went in the second, and then there were three that went mm-hmm. at all at the end of the third. Right. Uh, there was there was a run on running backs at the end of the third round. So, uh, just to avoid going any further than obviously like a like a fourth or fifth or sixth round running back could be relevant, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know like because like James Robinson was wasn't he undrafted? Yes, undrafted. Yeah. So, so like who knows? But I'm just gonna go through these six guys uh, really quick. First running back off the board, Brees Hall, running back Iowa State to the Jets. I think uh, I think that one's interesting. Jet- do the Jets have a running back right now? Because he might be their starter. So I'm looking at yeah. the ESPN depth chart, which probably means nothing, but he is listed as the starter. Uh, Michael Carter, who they drafted last year, is oh, listed yeah, as the backup. Oh, yeah, Michael Carter. And then Tevin Coleman is still on the roster, but kind of at the end of his rope. Ty Johnson is also still around. I think there's a pretty good chance that Brees Hall leads the team in carries this year. It's going to yeah. be a bad offense again. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, Brees Hall is going to be owned pretty much the whole year, I would imagine. So... Wasn't Michael to... Carter fine? So that's the thing. Yeah, if, he was if actually Jets not are, bad. If, if the Jets are a bad offense and Carter and Hall are splitting it, exactly, that's not really something I want a part of. Yeah, it was the same situation uh, last year for a lot of the year with, with the same crew of guys, basically. They just had a bunch of mouths and the offense wasn't ever scoring, so it was hard to create value. I mean, they're going to be a little bit behind, better. So they, yeah, they get behind, so then they have to pass. Yeah. Can Hall, can Hall catch? I guess that's an important... Yeah, that's, a, that's a question. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, 
Brees Hall. Let's see. Some some uh this is what you get for listening uh this this long into the podcast. You get a little get a little draft uh get a little draft. Uh he caught last year thirty six balls for three hundred yards, okay. three touchdowns. That's not that's definitely not nothing. That's, so I think that's yeah, not yeah. that's not nothing. Yeah. So that that's like, like he... that's like that's like that's like three catches a game for yeah. like thirty yards, a yeah. touchdown every four games. Not nothing. That's not a lot, though. Yeah, but uh, as far as fantasy, like he's gonna get drafted. Like he'll be around. So name to know for sure. Um, a name I guess I want to talk about just because uh my coworker at Stillwater, um, business teacher. He's a Michigan guy. Well, not oh. Mich- Michigan State. He's a Michigan State guy. So he he's been he was in my ear all fall about Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, he he went to the Seahawks, um, and and I guess the Seahawks. Man, I'm rusty. Who are who are the Seahawks? Well, that's, that's an interesting one because Chris Carson is Chris still Car- listed as on this roster. Um, is he not there anymore? So I think I think it sounds like they might cut him. Um, really? As always with Chris Carson, like the injuries are are piling up. He's getting. I mean, he's getting older now too. He's 27. It's old for a running back. So I, I like Oof. I just googled his name and like I'm both, 27. both of the articles that Google suggests have the word uncertainty in regards to Chris Carson. So I think I wouldn't be shocked if he's not on the roster. Like everything I've heard, people are expecting Rashad Penny to be the starter there this year. Of course, Penny's had you know is it Rashad injury. Penny bad? Well, if we're talking about injury prone, right, exactly, Rashad yeah. Penny like he, he's been just as bad as Carson. Um, so I think there's definitely an avenue for Kenneth Walker to you know to get a good number of carries in Seattle. But like we mentioned, uh, Seattle no longer has Russell Wilson. Uh, they right. are planning on starting Drew Locke this year. The Drew Locke era has begun in Seattle. Uh, and I can't say I'm optimistic about that, Ben. Yeah, let's see. Rashad Petty last year, he, 700 rushing yards. If you remember, he point. finished the season extremely well. Um, yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, 750 yards, 6.3 yeah. yards a carry. Yeah, right. That's so pretty, he's, that's, he that's, is very talented. Like, good. if he can stay healthy, he's yeah. going to be a pretty good fantasy player. I, I just think Walker is going to bite into some of the work there. The It's weird that, like, the rest of this offense should be good, but the quarterback is so bad. Like, they still have Lockett and Metcalf. I'm a little surprised, given all the wheeling and dealing with wide receivers, that, you know, the rebuilding Seahawks held on to both of their guys. But. That is a good – that's a good point, that they hung on to both of them. Right. I mean, you would have thought one of those guys – I guess I don't know. What Especially Lockett, like Lockett is older now. Um, he would have, I think, made sense to trade to a contending team, but they, they kept them both. So I'm, I wonder what their. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna Google their salary, uh, their salary table, uh, real quick and just see. Uh, Metcalf is gonna be a free agent. Let's see. Ah, this is a shitty. Well, because Metcalf and AJ Brown were in the same year at Ole Miss, so they, they came out at the same time, they're on the same schedule. Oh, okay. Although, so I think Metcalf was a first-round pick, so that makes it different, too. Like, he has an extra year because of that. So Yeah, they have, they could have, like, an option or something. Right, that you get the um, option on first-round picks. Let's see. So, Tyler Lockett's under contract for a long time. Okay. Lockett's under contract. This, this, this chart I'm looking at goes till 2025, and Lockett's Oh, okay. I guess I guess the NFL is kind of dumb though, because it's like there's all this unguaranteed, non-guaranteed. Right. Yeah. None of that actually means anything. <laughs> yeah. So who? So who knows? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you would have thought that they would get rid of one of Lockett or Metcalf. Um, mm-hmm. I guess Seattle is another team that kind of surprises me. They got all these picks for, they got all these picks for Russell Wilson, and they didn't use, they didn't they didn't draft they didn't draft a quarterback, did they? Uh, I don't believe so. Not one of the top ah, ones, anyways. I guess like they didn't draft. They didn't draft. A, I wonder why they didn't. Why 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 didn't they pick? Uh, ooh, they shout out Minnesota. Uh, shout out Gophers. Seattle Seahawks first. Uh, pick of, they had two second round picks. First one they picked. Uh, Boy Mafe from. Uh, nice. University of Minnesota defensive end. Yeah, go um, Gophers. Um, but they could. But they could have had. It's funny. Like we. Sorry, I keep monopolizing. But I just talked about how the Colts didn't draft. Uh, Desmond Ritter or Willis because they had the pick right before Ritter went. The Seahawks had the pick right before them. The C- <laughs> nice. the, the, the C- so the, in the third round, the, C- the the Falcons picked Ritter, and right before them, the Colts picked a tight end, and right before that, the Seahawks picked an offensive tackle. I wonder I, if I, you're the Seahawks, I, I, if you're just content to wait a year and kind of like, they know they're probably not going to be very good. Ooh, tank. You get a, yeah, not, not full tank, but like you get a top 10 pick, and next year's quarterback class will be better than this one. So, you know, if you just wait a year, you get a much better prospect and, you know, don't waste a third rounder or whatever. So I think that's a good point. And, and you you know, I I don't know if we can totally close the door on Drew Locke. Like maybe he becomes interesting. Probably not. Um, I think we could close the door on Drew Locke. Yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, Any of those. No, that's a good point that if you if you spend a third on Ritter or Willis, then like if you're just if you're just going to be if you're going to throw them to the wolves this right. year, you're probably going to be bad anyway, and then you're going to have a top 10 pick next year, and then you've spent all this time developing Ritter or Willis, and then next year you just have to pick a guy in the first anyway. Right, yeah. That's a, that's a good that's a good point. I guess I can fuck with that narrative. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, Kenneth Walker, I'm I'm still not sold. I, I just, I think Brashad Penny has just been so, I can't shake the, my established uh, perception of Rashad Penny. I'm going to keep an eye on Kenneth Walker. Uh-huh. Um, other guys, James Cook goes to the Bills, which I already had a crowded. Are are, yeah. are Moss and Singletary still in Buffalo? I believe they're both still there. Yeah, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a mess. We're going to stay away from and, that. And they don't run the ball anyways, so <laughs> yeah. so we're staying away from Buffalo's backfield because yes. like who knows? Yeah. Um, so in the third, this Rashad spelled with a C H instead of an S. Nice. Uh, went to Tampa, so they have, man, so so Tampa, that's a messy one too, right? Well, no, uh, well, Fournette's, so the, it Jones, used to be messy. Ronald Jones is on the Chiefs now, so I imagine he'll kind of fill that role. Um, Leonard Fournette, still in Tampa. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who is talented, but not super used, uh, is also still there, so I wouldn't count on a ton of run for Rashad White. Like, it just seems like, you know, that team, it's just going to be like whoever Brady trusts to like block yeah. appropriately, he's probably going to get a ton of the snaps, and I doubt it's going to be a rookie. So, yeah, that's fair. Maybe take a fire on him late because yeah, Fournette's really late. kind of injury prone, and Jones yeah. isn't there anymore. So this guy's probably the backup. Uh, yeah, the Niners picked a guy. Like the the Niners running backs always get yeah, hurt. So like, pray, good so luck pray for this. Out that pray, for, pray, pray for this man. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, guy, I don't even want to list all the Niners running backs. I, I'm sure. Last, I'm sure whoever this guy is, he will have a 100 yard rushing game this season. But he will also <laughs> he will also like not play in like half of the games. So uh, he 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 will have a hundred yard game in week five, and then he and then he will get turf toe. Yeah, uh, and be out for at least last guy. 
Um, Washington football team picked a, an Alabama running back. Who are Washington's running backs again? Uh, well, Antonio Gibson is the starter. Um, oh, yeah, Gibson. And then they've still got uh, J.D. McKissick in a pass-catching role and Jarrett Patterson, who saw some run last year as well. So another fairly crowded room and, and not really a path to a ton of carries unless Gibson gets hurt. So Gibson's still well-established, right? Yeah, yeah. So Gibson's going to be a first-round pick, I would imagine, um, or at the back end of the first round. So. Yeah. so, yeah, not a whole ton of exciting rookie running backs, but like we said, like, one or two of these guys will become relevant or guys further down in the draft, and we just don't know who they are. Uh, we'll find out later on. So Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on um, I'm going to keep an eye on uh, Rashad White uh, Okay. Tampa. Just because, like, Fournette, like, Fournette's, I know he's not old. No, he's, he he's old now. Yeah. He, he gets hurt, and, and Ronald Jones is in Kansas City now. Yeah. Because for a lot of these guys, they need multiple people to get hurt. Like, like this San Francisco guy needs multiple people to get hurt. The 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 Washington guy kind of needs well Gibson and Patterson yeah. need to get hurt. Like Buffalo guy, they needs multiple guys to get hurt. But but Tampa, this guy really just needs Fournette to get hurt, which is a total possibility. Yeah, fair enough. I think he would probably still split with Vaughn at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it wouldn't be nothing. He would have value if uh, Fournette was injured. So yeah. Interesting. Although anyway, it's also the uh, Bucks. The Bucks in the recent years have also not been shy about picking up veterans to fill in at running back if if guys go down. So they might just do that too if he if he yeah, got injured for any length of time. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's about all I. Um, something I do want to give a shout for. Uh, Georgia. Georgia had the first defense. They said this on the draft coverage because I watched the first round. Um. Georgia's Georgia became the first team to ever have five defensive players picked in the first round. Yeah, go dogs from from one school. Those, um, those are my boys. I love them. Oh, we had, we got to talk about EP guy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, EP guy Jermaine Johnson the second. Maybe ask. I, I texted Tony in preparation for this podcast. I tried to do some uh, nice. some. Uh, some networking tried to get the scoop the scouting report on Jermaine Johnson the second uh who went 26th to the Jets uh Tony did not text me back though all right uh, Ernie, yeah. or no he did he did text me back he texted me back Schaefer nice. that's what that's all that's all he said um <laughs> what, 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 what were you gonna say um I I mentioned this in the group chat to a few of the guys in the league but uh you know through, through a little wikipedia-ing I found that uh Jermaine Johnson did graduate EPHS uh, but with a 1.90 GPA, <laughs> so you know maybe not uh, maybe not the most well attended high school player. Uh, probably didn't show up to class every day, but you know we respect it. Go Eagles! Uh, love to see him on yeah. the Jets. Now, number one, how does that become public information? That's a good question. I'm guessing like, well, he he had some relative level of fame in community college because he was on. Last oh, because he he was on Last Chance U. That's right. probably where they. So I'm imagining. It through the show uh, that information came out and I think when guys are like high level players who like transfer a couple times like sometimes that s- stuff kind of like leaks out in the process you know because people are salty because you know, people are just like why is this guy not already playing in the SEC you know um, so yeah. that was the reason yeah I mean pretty impressed I mean I mean, uh, it's funny to chirp him for his shitty high school GPA but like I mean going to this guy went to you know he wasn't a, you know 1.9 GPA or not qualifying academically for uh 
anyway. Division One football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but he went to Kansas. You know, yeah, yeah. Give this guy props. You know, going to you know, probably didn't have the best high school, you know, you know, academic experience. Goes to community college in Kansas, pays his dues. Um, goes to Georgia. Transfers to Georgia. Looks, yeah. Looks like he played a lot at at Georgia, and yeah. like. Still decide to transfer for some reason. I'm guessing he was getting um, pushed out by like the insane defense they had this year. <laughs> you know, it was probably like oh, I can, I can uh, play more and, like, not have like to shuffle he, around. So yeah, that's a good point. So he played as a yeah sophomore and a junior. Yeah, or da 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 senior da 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 four sacks or the transfer portal. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they had an insane defense. Um, yeah. he also one of the one of the kind of. Uh, talking points of the first round was he fell. He was like this guy was like eleven on wow. Mel Kiper's big board, and he fell to twenty six. Um, so I'm cur- I'm curious. I just want to know from. I wish Tony had answered my text. Like I kind of texted him. Like, was this guy an athletic freak? Like I'm sure he was, but there's a lot of good athletes that come through that Eden Prairie football program. I just I wonder if. Um, if Tony knew, because I bet Tony was coaching when this guy was. This guy graduated high school and well, yeah, it was probably close. actually yeah, because he graduated four years ago. This guy, so probably not then. Well, yeah. at least at least four, because he would have been at. He was at Georgia in 2019, which means he would have been at Independence Community College in 2018, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, let's see. As a senior, okay, this linked to, okay, never mind. He, this guy was a senior at Eden Prairie in our, our my senior year of college was this guy's yeah, four years senior younger. of high school. So Tony would not have overlapped with this mm-hmm. guy. Um, so I guess he's 20, so he's 23. So he just turned 23. Yep, no overlap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the math really quick. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say one uh, more thing. Yeah. We uh, got how do you? How, how do you? How do you play? Me and Andrew were talking about this. Uh, this guy probably shouldn't have been able to play football at Eden Prairie. Yeah, so I'm guessing. Need, I'm guessing Mike Grant pulled like, some strings on that they, one. They, yeah. they cooked. Because Andrew and I were doing the math here. Like, I think you need a 2.0 to yes. play high school league sports. And so this guy would have had to... Maybe he perked it the, up every football season, and then in the spring when they weren't, like, supporting him, it was then it went down really hard, but... Well, yeah, knows. so he would have... So it's so we did the math, though, because Eden Prairie is on quarters, yes. and the football season gets done... Uh, like the football season gets done like pretty much when first quarter. That's gets true. Done. Yeah. So you only have to um, you only have to fake it for one quarter a year. <laughs> but but like but like but like not even. I like like. Well, I guess you wouldn't be eligible for like the high like because the state championship game is like Thanksgiving. Right. And yeah. the the first quarter gets done like the week before. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess even if he like. Well, because you can't, you can't be failing your second quarter classes in the first week. You know, it takes longer to accrue. So like. Yeah. 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 No. So I'm just trying to think like. He may have only had to have above a 2.0 like through the end of his junior year spring because, like, because in order to graduate with a 1.9. Well, so I think Ben, I think the rule is that you have to have that GPA in like in the quarter you are in. Like, I don't think they penalize you for like like if you were a terrible student as a freshman, but you had since like been doing you know somewhat better. 
like that you're not just like ineligible the whole time. Like I think it's just like your grades right now. It's not your cumulative GPA that rules you out. Oh, is it? I could be wrong about that, but I, if yeah. I remember so, correctly, that's the way it works. So yeah, so Andrew and I were going back and forth. Like, do we think that this guy just like had a GPA like around like hovering around 2.0, and then after the football season got done, just like the rest of his senior year, just like that does seem very possible class, as well. Right? Yeah. Or do we think that do we think that the athletics department cooked the books for this clearly really good football player? Yeah, maybe to, both. Like, stay stay eligible. Maybe both. Probably both. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you, you know what we're ending on, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> punt God. Punt God. If you don't, if you don't oh. know about Punt God, uh, lovely listeners, Google Punt God. Uh, this guy, this guy. Somehow, somehow, Evan was not the first punter picked in this draft. Was not the second punter picked in this draft. Was the third punter picked yeah, in this draft. Yeah, pretty rattled by that. If you don't know who we're talking about, this is Matt Areza from San Diego State. Smashed, like, every college football punting record uh, last season. He basically, like, single-handedly made San Diego State, like, the 23rd best team in the country, which is pretty funny. But, yeah... It, I'm so rattled by this. Like there were there were two punters taken in the fourth round, which is extremely rare. It had which happen never before. happens. Never happens usually. Yeah, yeah, it's not a normal thing. And then Matareza was not one of them. He went first pick of the sixth round to the Bills, which I am stoked about. Like the Bills are already like one of the most fun teams in the league, and now they have Matareza booming punts with like stupid wind patterns behind him and stuff. Like it's going to be very fun. Uh, very fun. But it is a bummer that he fell so far. I, re- I really thought that Areza might like go third round or something stupid like you never see that kind of stuff for punters but he really fell yeah i really thought he would go in like the second or the third round um i'm trying to figure i'm tr- i'm trying to find just like some some i'm just trying to find some some stats i'm on i'm on matt i'm on punt gods uh i'm on his san diego state i love i also love that he went to san diego state um so he had a he had a lawn of 86 yards. I'm guessing that was <laughs> helped a lot by the nine plus seven, 77 yards. Yeah, 66. he had like a bunch of punts over 60 yards. Yeah, and like obviously like a bunch of those are like you get good bounces and stuff. He but. also made a 51 yard field goal. Can this be the <laughs> man who who both kicks and punts? Love it. Uh, like, I, I just I just don't. He had da 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 da. da. I I don't know if these stats 65.7 punt average yeah that's bonkers so i think does that does that that sound right college football calculates that differently than the nfl if i remember right but but he still led the country in punt average by like a sizable margin um so it's just one of those things where it's like you don't have to worry about how punting translates to the nfl right like it's an individual action so like he's still going to be good in the nfl i don't know why more teams weren't interested but oh this this is in a game in a single game he had a a lawn of 72 and a 65 average. Uh, yeah, like, I don't understand how this man... Yeah, God, this is so dumb if he didn't... God, this guy had an 86-yard punt against San Jose. <laughs> it's impressive. 86. It's hard to do. That was his, there aren't that, was that many longest. more yards on the field, so... Yeah, man, that's crazy. Anyway, so that's the last thing we wanted to talk about. Keep an eye on Punt God. Yeah, it's, um, it's too bad we don't have punters in fantasy. Yeah, it's too bad we don't have... We, we, we should have added... If someone had really been big brain, they would have added, uh, like, coffin corners to <laughs> the fantasy scoring. That would be year. fun, actually, yeah. 
All right, Ben. Anyway. Uh, well, we'll be back with the pod in, in you know, four months when we get uh, a fantasy draft here. But it's always good to have this, uh, you know, middle of the offseason recap here. Uh, good to good to hear your voice through the airwaves yeah. once again. Good, good to hear your voice as well, Evan. Yeah, I'm excited. Our next pod will come days after. Something I just realized is kind of funny. We do this draft. We do this pod days after the the NFL draft, and then our next one is days after our own fantasy draft. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of funny. Um, something to end on. Um, who's our Iowa State Connor? Yep. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft this year, last pick, oh, yeah. Brock Purdy, quarterback, Iowa State. So yeah. that's kind of your uh, one for the road uh, to all the lovely listeners. Yeah, got to prove the haters wrong there. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, is that it? That's we it. We covered a lot of we covered a lot of stuff. There oh, was yeah. a lot to cover. This kind of went long, but there's a lot of stuff to cover. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Anyway, how what's our what's our runtime on this? We are at an hour and twenty, Ben. Ah, oh, that's fine. We've had worse. All right. All right. Queer eyes. Whole hearts. Can't Can't lose. lose.